Hey, ringers, welcome to episode 70 of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Dan, we are, we are in your world, your realm of the wedding industry today. We're talking oh, yeah. about... First looks. First looks, yeah. So, looks. Uh, Dan, what do we talk about in this episode? I forget. Oh, uh, you forget. Um, <laughs> we, we really dove in. I think this is going to be... I feel like we really covered a whole bunch of... Uh, of aspects of the first look, how to do it, why to do it. Danielle and I are, are um, I think we might have come to a, a couple of different uh, agreements uh, right. during this episode. Um, That's true. We started off saying like we're we kind of on different sides of the fence here, but I can't really say that we really argued about anything throughout the process. No, so. no I think that I think that there's like definitely times when I love the first look um, and when I think that it's appropriate for the couple. And there's times that I, I let everybody know when I think that it's not appropriate. Um, uh, but you'll you'll hear what happens when we get in there. Um, but but yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about one. Yeah, we talked about pros, cons, uh, how to plan for them. So if you're thinking about doing it and you're just kind of not sure where to start, we get into that quite a bit. Um, yep, how to, lay, how to lay out the timeline aspect of it, who's involved or who's not involved, and how to nicely say like, hey, this is our time, butt out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even some cool alternatives. So if you're of the camp yep. of, you know what, we're not going to do first looks, uh, save to the, yourself to the end and um, listen to some of the alternatives we give that might work really well well for you so yeah and uh we'd love for you to continue this conversation over in patreon uh head over there p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i we've got all kinds of really amazing things going on over there um you can get in there for just as little as two dollars a month all the way up to some really amazing other tiers where you get to have hangouts with danielle and i monthly you get to access to us to ask answer all your questions and all kinds of really amazing things so hit us up over there patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i yeah we want to hear what your first look plans are or not first look plans are. Why are or aren't you doing them? Let us know. We can't wait to talk with you guys. And let's roll. Hey, ringers. I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. Danielle, what are we talking about today? Well, Dan, we are talking about first looks. This all is right. going to be a good one. Yeah. So uh, first of all, we're going to get into what first looks are and all that stuff. But I'm excited to do this episode because uh, this is kind of a topic that Dan and I have slightly differing opinions on and for different reasons both I think completely valid reasons my reasons yep. are slightly better I'll just say that now <laughs> kidding um but no we have we we see things on different sides of the fence here um yep. so I'm excited to get into this debate I mean conversation yep yep so let's assume that like people out there who are listening which is very possible that um they have no clue what a first look is you yeah an interchangeable term here is first look reveal that kind of thing yeah. um so a first look assuming that you don't know what this is is essentially like a private meeting between the couple before the ceremony before any like traditional seeing you know the person walk down the aisle it's a private meeting where they get to see each other and have like a little special moment away from away from the family members away from the public eye essentially mm -hmm. that's it yep it's your time to see each other to take photos to do all that and yep. in this episode we're going to get into the pr 
pros and cons and um, if people regret doing, doing them, if they don't regret doing them, if how to plan for them, all of the things. But that yep. said, I... Uh, always like starting out with a bit of a disclaimer. <laughs> oh, does that tell you so much about my personality or what? Um, yeah. But I think it's, I, Dan and I both want you to know that you should not let anyone, including us, talk oh. you in or out of during first looks or anything else for that matter. Just this is something to take the info, digest it, discuss it together, and do what feels right to you guys as a couple because that's what's most important. We're going to give you know a lot of different things to think about and all of that, but don't let anyone guilt you into it, I guess, is is the best yep. way um, that yeah, I can. And, uh, yeah, and another disclaimer is that like – and you'll, we'll get into all this stuff later, but like there, this day is not about photos, right? Yes. So, and, and we're going to talk about this from both sides. Um, that you know, the first look can I think can take away from the time. Well, let me put it this way: the first that this day is not about photos. Uh, it's about spending time with your friends and family and that kind of thing. And so, however, the first look fits into your way of doing things. Whether it adds to being able to spend time with your peeps and your family, awesome. If it takes away from it, that's good too. And you know, like I said, or like Danielle said, this is something that we both have a slightly differing opinion on. Um, but it's it's definitely one that I'm passionate about. So you know, don't don't take my word for it or Danielle's word for it. You know, do what feels right to you, and and we'll go from there. And you won't be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Exactly. There is no right or wrong when it comes to first looks. There's only better or my way. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Dan, do we want to start with the pros or do we want to start with the cons? Cons. All right, let's get the negative out of the way. Because I want I want to end off on like a positive and like all that kind of stuff. You go first. Um. Well, there. I think as the, in the same sense that there are many pros, there are also cons to go along with it. And again, this goes back to doing what what makes sense to you. And some of these things might not be cons to yeah. you. Um, I would imagine that the biggest con or the biggest negative that couples will sort of dig their heels on and throw the brakes on when they're discussing it is that you lose the tradition that everyone talks about of seeing each other for the first time that aisle moment seeing each other for the first time as you know the person is walking down the aisle and the other person is up at the altar yep. or however you're entering your ceremony space yep. right doesn't lose that special aspect of the day is is usually the the number one concern right yep and that was a concern for me when like i'm a photographer lots of photographers love first looks the photographer side of me does like first looks in 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 some aspects in some cases with the timeline and things like that but um but i rachel and i both agreed that like we that was a big moment for us is like being in our church um and and the doors flying open in the back and and seeing Rachel walk down like we we did have a very traditional wedding with the blusher and the organ and the trumpet and like the whole the whole deal it was awesome like I, it was a big moment for the two of us and I lost my mind um, but yeah it was awesome well I and I think in your case you got married in a church um, yeah. traditionally speaking church weddings were way more popular in the past than they are today. Um, yep. So if you are getting married in a church and for those couples getting married in a church, I think it's much less common to see those weddings have first looks. Yep. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Because it's just more of a tradition. It's like, it's mm -hmm. just, like you said, it's the doors opening. It's that light coming through. It's, it's sort of all of that. Um, 
So that makes sense. Uh, I think they're way more common. First looks is way more common when you have sort of everything on site, the ceremonies taking place outside in the garden, you know, things like that. I think that's where it becomes more common. But I'm still, um, I think that is still a a concern uh, is that you sort of, you risk losing that traditional first, uh, first view of each other down the aisle. Yeah. Are you superstitious? I am insanely superstitious. You have, you'll be hard pressed to find somebody more superstitious to me to the point where I will throw away a bottle of shampoo. If I use that shampoo on more than two occasions and consistently have a bad day, I will throw away that shampoo. Yeah. So do you think that it's bad luck to do the first look beforehand? I don't think it's bad luck. (laughs) I, I, I'm superstitious on things I believe in. <laughs> so to me, if I shampoo my hair that and I have a bad day, it's the shampoo's fault. And if I get rid of that shampoo, <laughs> the logic is that um, I won't have another bad day. So that's the logic in my head. I have heard that, you know, obviously I'm not I'm not uh, ignorant to the fact that there is um, a statement that it's bad luck to see each other on the wedding day before you know the ceremony but i don't believe in it so therefore it does not apply (laughs) do you is that is that a factor do you think i don't think it's bad luck no yeah i definitely i for those out there who may also be superstitious i give you permission and say it is only luck and superstitions are only what you believe and if you don't believe it then it's not bad luck if you believe it then you're allowed to make your decision about it yeah i mean i've seen I've definitely seen first looks uh, or couples choose to do a first look for the fact that like they are just private people. They knew they were going to be emotional and they wanted that private time. They told all their their friends, their family members, their wedding party, like this is just a time for us, which bravo for sticking up for them, for saying like, no, this is our time. Um, And also like I feel way privileged to be a part of that moment. And that's why like that's why first looks for me is like a – it's a constant battle where like, I almost feel like, like why are they spending this time for me or with me? Like why, why do I get to be there? And I'm just entrusted with this like a really amazing moment that I need to capture and stuff. But also part of me is like, like, man, maybe they, maybe they just need to like, you know, I just want them to spend more time with their friends and family, um, which which to me is like, well, maybe we should, we need to do like a small amount of photos and then have time with friends and family. I don't know. I'm, I'm all over the place about it. But um, anyway, getting back to our, our cons, which I feel like yeah. we'll, we'll throw some of these some more of these things in here. But and to, to, to kind of complete the thought of if you are coming from a place of you want to do this, but you're worried it's going to be bad luck. At the end of this episode, we're going to talk about some alternatives to not actually seeing each other, um, but still, you know, working around it. So to me, that's a way to get around that bad luck superstition, maybe. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, Okay, so what what are some other cons we got here? Well, logistically, and to me, this is a super valid point, is you'll probably need to start getting ready earlier in the day, like a few hours earlier in the day. So if you're a person who, you know, if you guys need to start getting dressed at a certain time and you don't want hair and makeup to start before 9 a.m., you're going to have to figure it out. I have absolutely been part of wedding days where hair and makeup has started at 6 a.m. or earlier, which to me is a little on the early side, but that's what they wanted and that's how they, you know, structured the day to, to get in everything that they wanted. But it's definitely a factor. Yep. Yeah, I've had... um 
uh, couples who did a first look before like a traditional Catholic wedding at like two o'clock. So they they really got ready early then because, you know, they they had like a three hour break between the ceremony and the reception. Um, and we did lots of photos and that kind of stuff there. But but when you add the the first look on before that, um, it was I think they got started getting ready at like six, seven a.m. And they got finished with a lot of stuff. She was getting into her dress at eleven. And then we did our first look at like eleven thirty, basically right right in their house, too, which was really right in her parents house, too, which is really beautiful. But but still, yeah, um, it was a lot. And then I had another couple who they wanted to do a whole bunch of photos in the city. Um, and their wedding was out. So this is this is a term where like some people, a lot of their family tried to talk them out of doing this. But so they were getting married outside of Philadelphia. Um, they they met and fell in love at a college in Philadelphia, which is Drexel. And they had they've always had this idea of we want to have our first look there. It's so meaningful. We want to do photos around the campus. And I said, OK, let's do it. Um, so they got up, got started at like 6 a.m. We drove. She got ready, finished up, drove an hour into the city, did their first look there, a whole bunch of pictures, um, and then like for like three hours and then came back out of the city. And for them, like they there's no way they would have been able to do that on their wedding day without doing a first look. But that was what was super meaningful to them. Um, and so that's why I thought, you know, go for it. Do a first look. Who am I to say no? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I think another thing to think about uh, outside of the timeline is um, what tends to happen is everybody's getting ready Mm -hmm. and everybody has to get ready by a certain point. Hair and makeup needs to be done. You know, everybody needs to start getting dressed and then you as the couple will go off and do photos. But your wedding party and often your parents or anybody who's in that close VIP group is sort of left waiting around for about an hour, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, an hour plus while you're off and doing photos. So you kind of, and if you've been in a wedding party, you'll know what I'm talking about here. It's It's this little bit of wait time. Um, and I don't know, I, I have mixed feelings about it because I, I feel like I'd never like to have people sitting and waiting around with too much extra whatever, like, ugh, come on, when is this going to be done? But at the same time, I feel like when you sign up and agree to be somebody's in somebody's wedding party, you kind of do so with the thought that, yeah, my day's not going to be mine to to dictate. It's it's yeah. I'm going to need to do what they need me to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so here's my... So I'm actually going to I'm going to throw something out there and I'm going to yeah. see what you think from a, a planner perspective, because like a lot of my couples will say, hey, you know, our our ceremony starts at five. So let's assume one of the one of the times that I love first looks is when everything's all on site. So say you got a five o'clock ceremony, the ceremony lasts a half hour, and then you're literally going right from ceremony into cocktail hour. And it's no secret that I love a good cocktail hour and I love my couples to be at their cocktail hour as well. Unless they say we're totally fine with doing pictures through the cocktail hour, we don't want to do a first look, I say, okay. But let's assume, assume for argument's sake that everything's all at one location. This is what my typical timeline is for a first look, All everything's all one location. Ceremony, cl- ceremony time is at five o'clock. They need to be done, finished up with everything by 4.30, right? Like they, they need to be tucked away so nobody sees them, all that kind of stuff. My thought is then we do, this is pretty, normal for me uh, and this would be like probably a, a little tight maybe in danielle standards 330 first look do like the first look and maybe just a couple of nice portraits of them then wedding party pictures for the next 
half hour or so, uh, then family pictures for the next 40 or next 30 minutes. So it'd be three 30 to four is, um, couple portraits, first look and wedding party mm-hmm. four to four thirty is family pictures. And then I usually will do like the, the artsy fartsy stuff of just the couple, maybe for like 15, 20 minutes during cocktail hour. How's that sound? Uh, it sounds like something that we're going to talk more about later. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I, I tend to structure it differently. Um, when I do it, though, it's always based off of what the photographer tells me. And most photographers that I've worked with um, will ask to structure it a little bit differently. Um, so, yeah. Um, but to go back to what we were talking about, about have your wedding party having downtime, I do have a few couples that will opt to have hair and makeup continue past the point of when they themselves are getting dressed um, and let them go off and take the photos as a couple together while the rest of their wedding party finishes up, gets dressed, finishes hair and makeup, you know, gets their flowers and does all that stuff. To me, that's a solution to that problem if you're worried about people having downtime. It also solves the problem of having to start too early. There, there's a few things it solves there. Um, that said, the the con of doing that is then when if you're a bride and you're getting in your dress, um, not everybody's dressed and ready or present for that moment. So at the end of the day, um, one of those things is going to outweigh the other in terms of priority to you. So Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And... Speaking of the dress um, and just your attire and your flowers, when you start... Oh, the flowers, yeah. yeah. When you start, the earlier you start uh, touching those things and being in those things and wearing those things, the more wear and tear that's naturally going to happen to them. So if you're wearing a beautiful white or ivory or light colored dress that touches the ground and you're anywhere that has even a speck of dirt, it'll start to turn colors underneath there guys this is so normal (laughs) everybody tends to panic which you are allowed to panic but i'm telling you it's normal nobody sees it every wedding you've ever been to that dress has been dirty underneath there it's just what happens and it's okay i promise (laughs) yeah one of the other things i think is is maybe a con is that um the expectation at a first look is that one or the like that's going to be really emotional right like if you look up first looks on pinterest and whatever you see a lot of you know, one person's really blown away and they're really animated or they're really, you know, emotional and crying or whatever. Um, and that's, that's awesome. But it's also, I think you need to manage expectations and say, you know, it's okay if to assume that like your partner will or, or won't be emotional. Do you know what I'm I'm saying? Well, Um, I I think you shouldn't assume they're going to be one way or the other, because I think if you go into that situation thinking, Oh my gosh, um, you know, they're going to be just like, Oh, overwhelmed with my beauty or how, how, how amazing I look. And they turn around and they go, Oh, you look nice. Immediately. Instead of being present in that moment, you go, Oh no, like, I like I'm not enough and like it this right. isn't you know this right. this isn't the reaction I wanted from that person yeah it's hard yeah is that what I said I said you know like don't I said you know it's it's okay to assume that your partner will be will or won't be like it it, it just it is what it is whatever the reaction is it's good it's going to be great to just be in that person's proximity finally um that's one of the things that, that's like probably the biggest thing that I see at first looks is that release where like it, you're just like finally back together with this person 
um, I just see lots of lots of couples like they just like can't wait to just be near them again, you know, because they're spending the night apart and they're with all these other people who there's a lot of pressure on on wedding mornings on both sides of the couple. I mean, more so on ladies, um, you know, how you doing? Everything great. Are you having fun? Is everything OK? Yeah. Do you like your makeup? Do you like your hair? Like there's all this stuff. And finally, like I just see so many brides who are just like I, I just I need to see my person like I need to see my significant other. And they're just like finally that comes and they just wrap each other up and there's just like this big release there um so yeah let me clarify that like yeah maybe maybe there's no assumptions that should be made that's what uh, i'm saying know, it's, that, 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 it i mean you can assume but you were saying it's okay to yeah. assume and that's what I, was, I, I think it can be dangerous to assume somebody's going to act a certain way yeah. or put that expectation on them yeah yeah um yeah my words were were poor there but um so d- yeah don't be bummed if it's like either way it happens just be glad that you're finally back together with that person yeah, I, like don't let that ruin the next moment. You know what I mean? Just, just, just be in that space. You know. Um, and yeah. I want to go back real quick. So we were talking about the wear and tear on your attire. Um, yep. There's also a wear and tear that happens on your flowers. So um, if gentlemen that are wearing boutonnieres or ladies that are carrying bouquets, the more flowers are handled and the more times that they're touched and moved around and uh, yeah. oils from your fingers touch them, all these different things, the more they start to look um, sad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. not as not as fresh and not as beautiful. Motion. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> to, our, to our Patreons <laughs> watching on video. Um, but yeah, it's... It, that's something else to think about. Um, it's yeah. no joke when it comes to bouquets, keeping them in water. Boutonnieres are a lot harder because they're you cannot keep them in water really. But just wanted to to add that. Um, before yeah, especially if up. you're having a summer wedding and you do that first look outside. By the time your physical ceremony starts, they, the the flowers can change quite quite dramatically for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 And hey, and if and if they do, and you don't care, great. <laughs> yeah, totally right. fine. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go on to some, let's, let's pick it up a little bit and go on to let's some positive things. Swing it around, baby. Swing it around. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me start this one. Let me do this one. Go um, for it. Okay. Cause I, uh, here's one of the reasons why I love the first look. And I, I feel like I sort of alluded to this before. Um, if your ceremony and reception are at the same place, if you don't do a first look, you end up spending a lot of your cocktail hour doing photos. And I think that the way that I approach a wedding day, um, photos are hyper important. Yes, uh, I, I believe that. But I think there's so much that can be done during the cocktail hour in terms of spending time with people. The pressure is lower. There's no formalities. It's just about like drinking and catching up and hugging and kissing people and making the rounds a little bit because table visits are are brutal in my opinion like going around there's you don't actually get to connect with people see people are sitting down you're standing up the cocktail hour is so lovely so for that reason if you're everything's all at one place it's like please do a first look because there's you you get to get some of the photos out of the way you get to the family pictures out of the way and you get to spend more time with the people who are have traveled there who are taking the time off the day out of their schedule whatever and just to be present and connect with them yeah, it's really about you. You're getting more time in the day for photos before guests arrive, so that when yeah. they do arrive, you're able to spend more time with those guests. Do yep. you know what I mean? Because there's 24 yeah. hours in any day, right? No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you cannot squeeze another second into that day. Or I guess isn't that? I guess we do squeeze seconds in. That's how leap day. Anyway, don't know. 
<laughs> leap years confuse me. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it's about is, is you have to make the most out of that 24-hour period of time. And sometimes first looks is one of the ways to do it where you're able to spend time um, doing the things before guests arrive so that when they do arrive, you can spend time with them. It's also, like you've said, Dan, it's more time together. If your ceremony doesn't start until 6 p.m. and you do not do first looks, which is okay, you're essentially spending 75% of your wedding day apart from one another. Yeah. And that's yeah. just that's just math. And that's assuming, you know, you're awake from midnight that's to midnight. That's just math. But it is. You're you're yeah. spending most of the day apart. Um, and I, I, this is where like, I always lean more towards first looks because I'm a person that craves my partner's presence. Like I love being around Mike. I love when we're together. Um, I love that we wake up next to each other. I love that we go to bed next to each other. I, that all that stuff is really important to me. And the, the longer I'm away from him, if I'm away for a wedding or traveling or whatever it might be, um, I miss him. I miss him terribly. And I, know uh for us anyway that like the more time we can spend together it's always the better for both of us so yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah and, and, and like go ahead. go ahead go ahead nope no ladies first okay well i was also gonna say it's also um that the, that first looks time it's time together um but it's also time where it's just the two of you where there isn't a ton of other people around you and like needing your attention and pulling you away and doing all those things it's really your time privately together i mean outside of photography and videography but it's just that time that you get to just be with each other and and do all those things and i love it yeah yeah i think I think that's one of the, the best gifts of it is that compared to a ceremony where you like immediately have to move into the formalities, like you see each other and you, you know, you hold hands wherever you give a quick hug and you, you move into the formalities. You're just like all of a sudden swept up. There's no, you yeah. don't get to catch up. You don't get to whatever. I love that about a first look. And you've got 300 eyes looking at you too. You've got like all right. these people just like sitting, looking at you. Yep. And, and there's expectations from those people as well, like the amount of people who will, you know, look up to see who's more emotional uh, or or like, you know, have their phones out or whatever. And there's just like there's all this external pressure where on the first look, you it's just private. You just get to have that little moment. You can do whatever you want with it. You can just hug and kiss and smooch and love and feel on each other. And, you know, life is make good, out. You know? Yeah. Exactly. La, 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 la. Um, <laughs> Have you ever had that happen where a couple just like totally got yeah. swept up? That's awesome. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that happens. That happens occasionally in uh, in engagement sessions or what I call forever sessions, where um, you know, maybe if I'm working like a, a specific picture uh, and like the couple's just there and I'm just like having them be really like into each other and I'm I'm trying to like build up the emotion, right? Like I'm trying to get them really into each other. And I've had couples like full on just like make out and like they all, and I was like, all right guys, don't, for, don't forget not to standing here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Baby and bacon. Like, eh. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really like so many, there's, there's, there's so many things and, and we're going to keep talking about them, but it's this, it's this like private intimate moment. Um, and, and it's just a much different setting than, than when you're uh, at the altar, uh, whatever your altar space may be. But when you're at that point where you are saying your vows and doing the things and doing all the formalities of your ceremony, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this is going to probably dip back into the, the negatives a little bit here. But um, hey, I hey, like. Hey. <laughs> oh, well, it's going to I'm going to bounce it out, I think. With okay, the positive. Okay, and okay. and 
maybe this is entirely subjective, but like, uh, I, so I just talked about all, you know, the reasons why I do love a first look because it allows for more time during the cocktail hour and things like that. But I also think that it has to be approached in a way that, um, is, is meaningful to the couple. Like I've worked with other photographers and I've worked with other videographers who are like control every little part of it. Right. Um, and, and it becomes about the photos. It doesn't, they, they're like, they lose that moment of seeing each other and loving on each other. And then all of a sudden, you know, the photographers or the videographers like jump in and they want to take over it and, and move on to portraits or whatever. Whereas like, I, I, it's very like I know that it's a controlled environment, but like I will I just stand back and let them have that time. And so I, I guess th that's the part that I don't like about it. And that's why I've tried to adjust the way that I approach them to make it more meaningful and real for the couple rather than about the photos and just about the, somebody's reaction. Right. Um, and so uh, so if it, if it ends up being if you do it if you do a first look because it makes sense for your timeline, because it makes sense that you're going to, you know, spend time with your guests or that you finally, you get to spend more time together throughout the wedding day. It's like, yes, that's awesome. All good reasons to do it. But if it's just for the photos and they're hoping for this amazing reaction from the other person, maybe that's the, uh, wrong way to look at it. And I hesitate to say wrong, but maybe that's just like, uh, uh, there's a potential to be set up for, for disappointment there. If it's just about the photos and this reaction, you know? Yeah. Cause you, you might get an amazing reaction just walking down the aisle, you know, like I blubbered my face off as my wife walked down the aisle to me, you know? And like, that's a big moment for, for a lot of people, but yeah, just, just saying. Yeah. Have you ever, um, had or, or heard of somebody regret doing them? Um, I, I have not heard of it. No, but I also haven't asked that question afterwards. Right. Um, I know a lot of people are in a serious turmoil deciding whether or not they should do it because they really do hold on to that tradition. And a lot of times I will, I will tell them like, you know, if, if everything's all at one place, I'm like, you're going to spend so much more time with your friends and family and together if you do a first look before this. Right. And, and that yeah. is, that's the pro of, of first looks is, is one of them is, is you'll, especially if it's all in one spot, you'll actually get to see your cocktail hour. Yep. If, if you have everything in one spot and you don't do your first looks, unless you have a very, very long cocktail hour, um, it's just not going to happen. No matter how quickly your photographer moves, um, it's just not going to happen. So, okay. Well, I was just yeah. curious if you've ever heard of somebody who did them and regretted it. Um, how about on the flip side, have you ever heard of somebody who um, did it or did not do first looks and kind of said, I wish we did first look so that we could have spent more time. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, yes. Yeah. May, maybe like a, like just like a, a small handful of people saying like, I wish we would have had more time. And, but I only think that that was because there was something, I think that was because of weather, um, that ended up happening later that they couldn't have predicted. Um, uh, and you know, so it rained during cocktail hour, which was photo time and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I feel like there was other ones. Yeah. I can't say that I've ever had a couple just come flat out and say, oh, I wish we did first looks. Um, yeah. But I have seen, and I feel like I'm becoming more aware of it the more I see it, but I have seen a lot of couples reach a certain point in the day where they just want to be done with taking photos and be yep. 
focusing on and the like posed photos the photos that they're kind of getting pulled away from the event for um not just the photos that are sort of happening candidly but they reach a certain point where they just kind of want to be done with it all and that's okay um and i've gotten to the point where i've started asking my couples especially the ones who have have um uh longer than average lists of combinations and people that they want photos with um i i have to do it for um this weekend's wedding because their list is rather extensive and um a lot of it they just want you know casually during cocktail hour or during dancing and i basically told um in this case the bride specifically the groom is super go with the flow and the bride is too but she's the one that's kind of um really uh driving these lists and i asked her like when you if and if you hit a point where you're like danielle i'm done I asked her, do you want me to say, no, these are important to you. Let's quick knock it out. Like, do you want me to give you some positive to get it done because it's important to you? Or do you just want me to roll with whatever it is you're telling me? And if you say I'm done, then we 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 nix the rest and we're done. And she's like, we're going to roll with it. Because if, if I say I'm done, I'm done. And I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. Last year, I had a totally different situation where I asked the bride the same thing. She wanted a ton of family photos. And I told her this is a lot. And you might hit a point where you're going to just be done. And she did. Sure enough, she, during cocktail hour, she was like, she looked at me, she's like, Danielle, I, I, I'm done. And I was like, we got three more. We're going to do this. Because she, she, she wanted me to encourage her. And she's like, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. And sure enough, that's even yeah. in my review from her wedding is that she said, I'm so glad that Danielle, you know, knew to just give me the like positive energy to keep it going. So guys, that is something that think of um, how much time you might need to be taken away from your guest in order to accomplish the photos. And are you going to want that in that moment? You have a limited amount of time with these people. So just something to think about. That's a really great tidbit. Um, Because that is like such amazing advice. Because like a very rare, like I I don't get a lot of big formals lists now because I work, you know, with the couple through that. But like maybe once every couple of years, I'll have to kind of bring that up. And it's really interesting to see, like, I'm very in tune with my couple's energy. Um, because again, like I really believe that the, the wedding day is not about the photos. Um, and I can tell like when I'm like starting to take too many pictures, um, or, or like just like, like working them for too long. And there's definitely times where I'll be like, all right, guys, trust me, this is going to be baller. It's going to be amazing. You need to trust me on this one. Um, but other times, like I'm just watching, you can see when that energy, when they're just like, I need, yeah, it just get glassy eyed and they get tired and they're like, I just need to go have a drink and catch up with my people who mean the most to me. And that's I need where, some like, bread that, and butter. <laughs> oh, oh God, bread and butter on a wedding day is the greatest thing in the entire Best world. Best thing in the world. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's how about let's talk about like like how to do these if you guys yeah. are planning to look for how to schedule it that kind of thing. Yes, how to plan for them. My favorite. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with location. Um, yep. Dan, what would you say is a good like a good spot and what what makes a good spot? What makes a not good spot to do your first? Um, look? Great question. Uh, so the first thing I the first thing I look at is light. Is it really bright? Are you standing in full sun? Is it sun dappled, which is like when you see like that sun directly above uh, a tree that like is coming through the leaves. There's all these like little hot spots all over the place. Um, that's the first thing that I look at. So I love like a big shaded area. Uh, that's what I shaded big shaded yeah. area or, I, or no, that's... Called open shade as well. 
Right. See, that's where, to me, like, you think, okay, as a photographer, they want light. Okay, what's some place that has, like, nice, big, beautiful sun, but you're saying shade? Yeah. So, like, think of, like, open shade would be considered um, when you're standing in the middle of a city, right? And you've got, it's a beautiful, big, bright, sunny day out, but there's buildings on both sides. So, you're not underneath a tree or anything like that. It's just that there's no direct sunlight hitting you. It's called open shade. Got um, it. Also underneath, underneath a big tree is totally fine. That kind of shade. Um, uh, but that's, that's what I love. Like I, I shot first, first looks in full sun and it's totally fine. Um, but what ends up happening is it, it has to be the right situation. I I'll take shade over, over full sun any day, but sometimes, you know, sun is all you have and you just have to roll with it. Right. I think it, it, have you seen, you know, certain locations work better than others like to me obviously i think it should be pretty but i think sometimes just having like a simple setting simple. yep right yep and and what w- like what would what do we mean by that i guess um not cluttered <laughs> uh so the opposite of right yeah so it's um I think that's going to mean different things to different people. Like I've shot a first look on the side street of Philadelphia with cars on one side and, and people, you know, walking around and that like the couple love that energy, right? They'd love to kind of, you know, people walking by being like, Oh, you know, they're going to see each other for the first time. Um, But then I've also shot ones that were, you know, you had to, each couple had to, or each, you know, significant other had to take a golf cart to get there or, or something because it was private and secluded. It was on, you know, this like nice little area tucked away on a golf course kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think, I think the key is just for it to be, um, someplace that is, is if you, if you thrive on the energy of other people, absolutely the street in Philadelphia in the middle of a, you know, park in Rittenhouse Square. Like I've done that. Um, or if, it, if it's something really, uh, really, if you want to be really private, find a place that's private and off the beaten path, you know? Yeah. I will say if it's outdoors, please make a plan um, of where it will happen if the weather doesn't allow you to be out there. I know it's easy to be like, well, the weather's going to be great that day. Or you know what? That day we'll just figure it out. But I'm telling you, it makes so much of a difference if you look outside and go it's raining oh okay then we're going to go to this location instead versus then having to panic look at your phone try and pull up something on the map talk with the photographer that is one of those things that doing in it in advance is a huge uh saver for your your mental energy your emotional energy and even if that day you have a plan b and your photographer goes i know we have a plan b but there's this other spot that would be really great and i think we can make it work and you go sounds great you do it Yeah. Even even better. That's totally fine. You don't have to stick to that plan, but just having that little bit of backup um, yep. is a huge um, plus in my book. Yeah, I think um, most of your photographers will probably choose this location first, um, but you should try to keep it convenient for the two of you. So that couple who took the golf carts and stuff that, you know, that was their own thing. They had plenty of time um, and they built all that time in there. But I always say like, like your first look is not a portrait. So like having like a really pretty space or whatever is not nece- is not super necessary for me. Um, and I think for most photographers, but ease of being able to get back to your people, uh, ease of like going to portrait locations right after that should definitely be high on the priority list. Um, but the first thing that I look for is like, you know, just a clean space, clean backdrop, because I, I am looking for reactions and, and, um, 
uh, closeness to each other, not necessarily like how pretty the location is. Because inherently, it ends up it it is a little bit more about like the connection between two people more so than like how pretty the space is. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I've seen it done. We've done it in like just driveways and dirt roads and just where it's just like simple and done, but it doesn't need to be, you know, what you think of traditional beauty, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I love, I do love a big, like wide open, clean space uh, because I loved, I love that photograph of like the, the bride walking up or something to the groom and like getting that like kind of long view and that anticipation building. And I'll like be like, Oh man, here she comes. Here she comes. Like I just love building that up, like just that little tiny bit. And then I back off and let them yeah. do their thing. But anyway, but if you are going to be traveling, um, guys, please, please, please just always make sure that you're factoring in tons of extra time for travel, for traffic, for hiccups, for anything that might go wrong. Obviously, you can't plan for everything, but if you've got like a 15-minute drive to get to your first look location because that location matters to you, factor in a few extra minutes, A, for running behind or for for any little thing, you know, that, that might potentially crop up. If you give yourself maybe like a buffer of like 5, 10 minutes, I'm telling you in the long run, those 5, 10 minutes will be much appreciated because worst case, all you do is have extra time with that photographer in that space. Yep. with your with your partner so um yeah. that's my big thing is if you are leaving to do well if you're leaving to do any type of photos and you have to travel um always factor in extra time with it for sure yeah let's uh let's talk about timing about things because i know yeah. i gave like my my uh general timing that would probably be like the minimum that i would ask for but what would you say as the logistical brains behind this so the the timing example you gave before, and guys, timelines are my jam. My brain thinks in yeah. timelines 24-7. Even that is a timeline. So um, if you think <laughs> of um, the scenario Dan gave, he said if the ceremony is at 5, we're done with photos a half hour before, which is 4.30. He wants an hour of time for photos to get photos with the two of you together, with your wedding party, and with your family, with most of the time kind of being with uh, with the family side of things. So what um, what I tend to do, and that's an hour and a half before the ceremony, I double that and I suggest three hours before the ceremony that first wow. start. Yeah. Um, okay. And now obviously, guys, this comes into so many different factors of what I know about the couple. Are they typically couples that are, you know, a couple that runs ahead? Are they on time? Are they maybe a little bit more late? Is Do they have a huge wedding party? Do they have a huge family list? All of those things come into play. If you're a couple that has two people in your wedding party and just family, you know, parents and, and siblings in your in your family photos, I'm not going to tell you that three hours is what's needed, yeah. but yeah. here's what I normally structure. Um, and maybe it's not three hours. I think it's two and a half hours now that I think about it. So your ceremony is at five o'clock, right? We want to be done with photos by 4.30. I totally agree. I'm on the same page with that. I still factor in about a half hour for photos. When I'm working with a couple, I'm involved in the family photos in the sense of getting everybody together and gathered. So by nature, I tend to make that move a little bit faster. If you don't have a planner or coordinator that's going to help you with that, definitely assign somebody who's not in photos but knows oh, people yeah. to get those groups together, right? Because your photographers wants to focus on composing the photo, making sure it's, it's beautiful, not constantly looking down at a list, making sure they have everybody they need. It's a lot for for one person to do it's Big a lot time. for me to do i can't imagine if i was also having to take a photo screw that that'd be impossible um <laughs> so 
it's a half hour for for our family photos. So that means family's going to arrive around four o'clock. We're going to get our photos in. They have a half hour before the ceremony and the ceremony starts. So they're arriving about an hour before the ceremony begins. Wedding party, I like to start another half hour before that. So wedding party's starting at 3.30 to 4. So we've got a half hour with them. Sometimes if a photographer says they want 45 minutes or an hour with wedding party, we'll accompany that. But otherwise, um, prior to wedding party, we talk about... Um, First looks and the couple portraits, I usually like to give them an hour. And that's just to accommodate if we're running behind, um, whatever it is that that time is our time to kind of catch up, let the couple breathe, and just let the photographer do their thing with the couple. So that's what I do. So an hour of first looks and portraits, half hour with the wedding party, half hour with the family, and then a half hour of resting and refreshing before the ceremony begins. So that's how cool. I break it down. Uh, again, so many factors come into play there. But um, different different strokes for different totally. folks, right? Like, and and you might just want to do your first looks before the ceremony, in which case you might want to save your wedding party and family photos for after the ceremony because maybe you've got a lot of time in between. So you've you're like, well, we're just going to do a half hour done, and that it is what it is. So it's all these little things. Um, yep. But I do like making sure that everybody's done at least 30 minutes before the ceremony so that you aren't still out and about as guests are arriving. There isn't this weird. Um, like, oh, whoops, uh, here we are, you know, situation, like you have time to go back, yeah. use the restroom, powder the nose, reapply lipstick, you know, straighten everything up in the mirror. Yeah, that's um, that's a really great uh, timeline example, Danielle. So, Thanks. so very well thought out and done. I think that's probably, probably my ideal, or not ideal, probably my more typical is like 30 minutes for first looking couple portraits, 30 minutes for wedding party, 30 minutes for family. Um. Yeah, somewhere around there. But like one of the things that I found I do really well with and that my couples respond really well with is like is doing all like as many of their wedding party and family pictures all at one time and then doing like little stints of pictures of just them. So I'll do like rather than having that hour for me, it's like I'll do that like 30 minutes of just like first look and them. And then maybe during cocktail hour, we'll do like another like 10, 15 minutes. And then maybe during sunset, we'll do another 10, 15 minutes and like that like also gives them a little bit of break because they're coming out with me and I kind of walk ahead of them, let them catch up and talk and whatever. So yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Also to just to add, cause we're talking about photos. Um, it, when we talk about family photos before the ceremony, you, I don't, ever and i think dan you agree with this too don't try and include all of your extended family because it's really oh. hard getting everybody to come super early when we say family photos before the ceremony it's like immediate In family yep. immediate family yeah parents siblings sometimes we even wait and do the photos that involve grandparents after but if you get a lot of the you know the two of you with your parents the two of you with their parents the two of you with both of your parents um if you get those out before the ceremony begins it makes the the little amount of extended family photos and photos that involve grandma who's maybe not as mobile a lot faster after the ceremony it's like maybe 10 15 minutes again depending and you knock it out and it's done so just uh something to keep in mind there Please don't ask your whole family to come an hour before the ceremony. It doesn't work. No. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the like logistics of setting this whole thing up, right? Because we're going to go directly from your like you two seeing each other, your first look into a bunch of other things that involve other people, wedding party, family members, that kind of thing, right? Well, even I want to talk about because I'm never really there for the first look moment because like you've you know, we've said it's really private and intimate. So how do you typically set that up? Because um, my couples always ask me, Danielle, what do we do? And I go, don't worry, the photographer will tell you <laughs> because I don't know, um, or at least not enough to confidently tell them. So what is, how yep. do you, how do you situate that? Okay. Um, so there's, 
I'm going to lobby for this one very particular way of doing a first look. So okay. the, the major for the major for first look way that people do it now is is one of these two ways where the let's talk about a heterosexual couple. The bride is walking up behind the groom. He taps her uh, or she taps him on the shoulder. He turns around and they hug blah, 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 right away. There's like an instant gratification or um, the bride walks up and kind of just like walks up next to him and they turn towards each other and that's it. Yeah. Right. So the groom is stationary and she's mobile. He's facing away walking and up. she comes up. OK, got it. Exactly. Exactly. So that. uh from two perspectives i think that that is it doesn't build up the moment as much as it could because one there's like the instant gratification of like hugging the other person he doesn't get to see each other like see the full package or whatever and two like if if she doesn't like tell him to turn around or like or just walks up next to him it's just like like he she just like comes into the his peripheral vision which doesn't like heighten that moment a lot so my favorite way what tell me you use blindfolds (laughs) no 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 no, definitely not um that'd be really funny though okay one two three go no um so i love to prep the bride and say you're gonna stop seven to ten like just stop a good distance away from him seven feet five feet, something like that. Do not touch him because you want when he turns around for like for you to say, hey, sweetie, turn around or, or whatever. Like, are you ready or just just something just to, to get it to happen? Um, because my goal is to shoot over the bride's shoulder and get his reaction when he turns, whether that's just like a sweet like he's just like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, whether that's tears, whether that's just just the arms out and outstretched, whatever that is. But if if you're immediately touching, he's just going to turn around and hug you immediately. That's the, that's the thing that's going to happen. You're going to reach for right. each other. That's it. But if there's that, if there's that little space between you, he's got to, he's got to take that step. There's like just this, like he, he sees you in all of your full glory, which is what every bride wants. Like, see me, look at my dress. I look at how amazing my hair is. Look at how beautiful my makeup is. Like, uh, you know, uh, and I think that that heightens that situation more than, than like controlling every aspect of it, touching each other or whatever. So, and that also for me allows for a better moment uh, and more space for me to capture something real because it gives me time to document what actually happens. So that's the way that I love to do first looks. Right. And this is, I think that's actually really brilliant. Oh, I should have said that word, guys. I just made his head a little bit bigger. Um, Woo! <laughs> no, I think that's really smart. I do think it would come down to the photographer, though, because yep. the photographer is ultimately typically going to guide the situation. But guys, this is a situation where you can talk with your photographer and say, hey, we heard about this thing. We really think it makes sense for us. Can you help us pull this off? So yep. save that nugget for sure. Um, right? Because I think it's always the photographer kind of guiding the situation yep, 100%. you know because from a couple standpoint your your emotions are heightened and dan gave a great example with a heterosexual couple um if you're a same-sex couple i think the same thing can easily still apply the thought is that you're just giving yourself space to take in your partner and and how they look and just then come towards each other you know i dig it I've seen all kinds of really fun ones. Like one of the most memorable first looks I had was indoors and there was this, these big giant pillars in this hotel, um, like four foot by four foot square pillars. You know what I'm saying? And I had the couple on either side of the pillar and I, you know, they reached around into like a first touch we're going to talk about in a minute. And then they just peeked around and saw each other for the first time and they had to kind of walk out and it was great. Um, I've also had one where like the couple's on either side of a door, which is another thing that we'll talk about. And they like stepped out um, another one where they were like back to back. So they, they could, 
they could do like a a a a first look completely with each other where like she wasn't seeing him uh, from the back and then he turned around and saw her like she she wrote like a little note um, they like like we they had some bra- uh, some of their some of their wedding party help them into position back to back and then she slipped him this little note I forget what it said but it was something really cute and then they turned around together and saw each other for the first time so it's like there's lots of different like fun little ways to do it yes exactly and um, with that too in my experience, the wedding party and the parents will always want to watch what's happening. Always. They will always be in a window or door or something. <laughs> like they will be hanging out of anything they can just to see it. And I think that's something where if you're okay with that, that's fine. Uh, but if you want it to be more private, I think it's great for you to let them know that because if it comes from the photographer or the planner or or your hair and makeup people saying like, oh, no, don't do that. They're going to look at us and be like, screw you. We're doing it anyway. (laughs) Um, But if it comes from you, that's like, guys, we love you. And but we really want this moment to be kind of private and intimate just for us. They'll respect it a lot more. Um, Yeah. So just make sure otherwise you'll just have a bunch of little peeping Toms in the background of your photos. (laughs) Yeah. And, and and speaking of family, um, uh, Dan, did you um, have you been doing more first looks with like parents yeah. and things like that? Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So there's like two big ones that I've seen a lot, which is like a first look to your wedding party um, and then a first look to to parents. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are usually reveals from uh, bride to dad or. Um, something like that. Or, you know, I've seen groom to mom. Um, and those are just really sweet, like ways, because I I guarantee you that your parents have been thinking about this day since you were probably born. It's a big moment for, you know, many people, um, and, or many parents and it's exciting. Um, and the same thing with wedding parties. Uh, I love that, especially if you've got like a core group of, of people who, who have supported you and who you're like really good friends with. That's a great way, like a great little reveal. And I'd love, actually love to see more like groomsmen, more guys doing that with their grooms. I think that'd be hilarious. Like, yeah, that'd um, be awesome. Yeah. It'd just be awesome. So yeah, there's, there's some other like funky little ones that, that you can do than just, you know, the couple. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think anytime you do that, you just want to make sure everybody who is part of it is dressed, ready to go, photo ready. Yep. Um, I had one bride who could not wait uh, to just do photos, and she was just so excited. She was, like, glowing. Uh, And her dad um, was being a busybody that morning. It was on property, and he just was doing anything he could to stay as busy as possible, uh, doing things in the yard and doing anything he could. And he was in his, like, beat-up shirt and shorts. And she was (laughs) like, Dad, we need to take these – like, she needs – he needed to see her. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not changing. So all of their photos, he's in this, like, beat-up shirt. And I think for them it's fine. Uh, The – the the detailed person in me is like, I kind of wish he was in his like really nice suit, but to, to them it, it didn't matter. And it was what it was. Um, yeah. But that was a, an interesting situation. I, I, I love the first looks with the dads. I think as a, I'm a girl who's Ooh. close to my dad and I, I love those moments yep. a lot for sure. Um, so can we talk about some first look alternatives or just interesting things that we've seen in our experience that, people may want to consider um if you're like oh i don't know if i want to do a first look but i like this idea of like being in the presence of of my partner uh what do you think yeah so let's uh let's start with like base level right um and that is just writing a note 
to the other person in the morning and and uh, just sharing your thoughts, your excitement. And I would even say it would be beautiful if you were able to, I know this is probably asking a lot, but able to write that note on the day. You know, and, and I've seen that too, but it does require a little bit of time and whatever, because you don't want to just be like scribbling something down. Um, but just taking, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, just to write like your thoughts and like maybe even dating it or saying that you're writing it now. But I just love that, like that real um, excitement that it's here and you're sharing that with them and you're sending, you know, sending that to that person, whether it's, you know, in a hotel room that's down the hall or whatever, you know. I could so see like somebody who, you know, is in that moment that day and they're like, okay, okay, guys, what do I write? What do I write? And then that one friend <laughs> yeah. steps up and is like, okay, okay, hear me out. Uh, uh, roses are red, uh, violets are blue. Uh, we're getting married today and I love you. <laughs> boom. Score, boom. <laughs> All right, good. Mic like drop. it, send it. <laughs> yeah. Just that like. Just those uh, little silly yeah. people. Um, I love it. Yeah, so sharing notes is like an, uh, an awesome you know, version that's like, you know, base level one. Um, second would be like a first touch. I think that'd yes. be really amazing where this, this requires some coordination on many aspects. You know, a, sometimes a this can risky. happen <laughs> a bit risky. Yeah. Um, this can happen, uh, at a, at your venue, maybe a little bit before the ceremony or something, but you like you have to be in close proximity. So if obviously if you know one of you is getting ready at a hotel and the other one's getting ready at your house, that's gonna put some barriers in the way. But some of the ways that I've done them is, you know, the couple is getting to their ceremony site, uh, whether that's a church or all in one place, uh, you know, usually a half hour or more before the ceremony begins. And so we'll find a way to um Maybe it's on the opposite side of a door or the opposite side of a wall where you essentially just want to have like some barricade between the two of them um, and where they can reach around and touch each other or one of them's blindfolding, which is that, that way's not necessarily my favorite way um, from a like a, a sensory and uh, and a connectiveness standpoint is uh, is like like you want to see like your surroundings and other people who who are they're supporting you guys and that kind of stuff if if there's those people there or or just to like like see that expression on somebody's face when they're not blindfolded really is um i think important but i've seen like on opposite sides of doors one person stands in like a hallway or something and then the door opens and that person's on the other side of the door they reach around um i've also seen like uh at a barn where one one person was on one side of like a wall um they, they reached around that way um I've seen two people, you know, walk out backwards and go back to back and just touch each other and then walk off separately, all different kinds of ways. So, yeah. And it's, it's something where like you're, you're in that moment and you're just touching. I've seen couples, um, talk to each other in that moment. I've seen them, you know, pray. It, it just kind of depends on, um, you know, I've seen them make jokes or, you know, it, it just depends on your personalities and what you want that moment to be. But, um, I like that a lot. I've also seen, uh, situations where they've done a first look where they have seen each other but not in their full attire um, just so that they could see each other and share their emotions but just not in the full get up just yet and even um, I've had brides do it where they've just been in the dress but not the full veil and all of that so they still have that take your breath away moment as they come down the aisle with the full veil and the full get up um, but they kind of saved that little nugget for for the aisle um but they still were able to see their partner you know with the first looks prior to yeah you, you had said something before about like a first phone call have you seen this i have not 
Uh, yeah, I've had couples call each other that day just to, um, I think it's probably in place of doing the uh, card where you just kind of call and have like, okay, you know, we're doing this day. How are you? Like, how are you doing? Are you guys, are you guys good? Do you need anything? Um, I'm so excited. Like, I, I can't wait. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this thing. And like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. You know, just like, don't feel like because you are opting not to see each other that you also can't talk to them. Right. Like it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously if you think tradition or, or, or bad luck superstition comes into play there, then you honor that however you need to. But there's ways that you can still connect to your partner in ways that will comfort you and and get your energy to a good level, focus you and just get you in the right headspace. Um, like sometimes only our partners can do for us. So yeah, yeah. I uh, one of the ones I wanted to share. Do you have any fun stories from that you wanted to share? I, I see this one on in our notes here, and I have a serenading story as well. So you can Ooh. go first, though. Okay. Well, uh, in, in our situation, um, it was um, the bride wrote a song for the groom, and um, they sat on each side. Of, in this case, it was in a barn. So they sat on each side of the barn door. We had the barn doors open. Um, we Actually, it was a cool surprise. We closed the barn doors, brought the groom out. The groom didn't know what was going to happen. We brought the groom out and just sat him in a chair. We're like, okay, just wait here. We're going to go get her um, and bring her around the corner to you. And we ended up just opening the barn doors. And she just started playing and singing. And he just stayed right where he was, just listening. Um, at the end of it, um, they both got up and came around and, and then saw each other. But it was it's just super oh. beautiful like she was emotional he just sat there like absorbing it and taking it in and just you could see him like processing it all it was that was to me one of the when I was thinking about this episode that was to me the story that stood out uh the scenario that stood out the most but again I'm not also there for a lot of the times for the first look so I'm curious to hear what what your stories are uh, well, the first one I'm thinking of now is actually a video it wasn't mine but it's a video online where like the uh the bride's walking down the aisle in church and she's singing to the groom the entire time. Have you seen that one? It's a viral video. Mm-hmm. It's like it looks like maybe like sort of like a country wedding or something. Like I think she, he's wearing like cowboy boots and a vest. It's in a church though, but yeah, and she's just like like got like a microphone on her cheek and is just like belting out this like beautiful song. And he this guy's like just like grinning. People are crying. Um and it's about like the song's about like vulnerability and like sh- like standing there in front of him. Oh, it was such a great song. Um, but the one that uh, I saw that I actually photographed was uh, this couple, Jill and Eric. Um, so the best man, I was with uh, I was with Jill getting ready at her mom's house, and we're just taking pictures or whatever. I didn't even know about this, which usually I like to know about these things. But Jill gets a phone call from the best man. It says you got to be out on your front porch. Now there's like a, like two sets of steps that go up to uh, you know her mom's front porch. It's like six, and then another like set. So it's like it's up up on a hill a little bit, and um, car pulls up, and she's like standing out there like with her makeup on, no dress or anything, but stands out there with the makeup on. He gets out of the car, opens the trunk, and the groom is in the trunk. Like, like it's like a like a Honda CRV or something like a hatchback, and he like gets him out blindfolded, walks him across the street, stands him like at the bottom of the steps, um, with uh with the blindfold on, and like puts uh the best man puts like the guitar around him, and he just like stands there blindfolded and sings this song. Um, I, I forget what song it was, but it was like you know a popular song. Just sings the song and like her mom's out there and like the bridesmaids are out there and everybody like Jill's just like standing there like soaking it up. Listen, I need to look back at these pictures now. That I'm thinking about it. Um, 
But like, yeah, he's like, like sings the song and like at the end he just says like, you know, I love you. I can't wait to see you in a little bit. And they like the best man just like puts his hands on him, turns him around and walks him back over the car. He throws him in the, you know, the CRV trunk and then off they go. And like that was it. Super silly, um, but really sweet. It was just like a, a fun way to break that wedding script, you know? Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Ugh. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap this up. It's perfect. Whew. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. But hey, before we wrap up this episode, we just wanted to take a moment to give a huge shout out and virtual high five to our Patreon supporters. Your encouragement means the world to us and we are just constantly blown away by your generosity. Yeah, and if you want to join our amazing community of ringers to help us reach our goals for the show, check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. You know, like put a ring on it. There's many different options starting at just $1 a month to help support us. Uh, and some really fun things waiting for you, like video recordings, hangouts with Danielle and I, and and a place to have your wedding questions answered. But hey, if money's tight, that is all good. Keep enjoying this podcast as our gift to you for as long as you need. Exactly. We still love you no matter what. And if you need some more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com. And of course, you're more than welcome to follow us uh, and connect with us on the socials. I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. Yep, and I'm at DPNAK, D-P-N-A-K on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Guys, remember, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you guys rock. Until next time, ringers. Peace! Peace!